All right, here we go. You. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Now, over a hundred episodes. Woohoo! <laughs> three years, three years. I've been able to bring you, my people, beautiful entrepreneurs, healers, artists, uh, people who are making change in the world, uh, people who are making magic, people who are creating the life that they want to live. And that's what this is all about, to inspire you, to network, to introduce these people to you, um, which I love doing. You know me, I'm the hostess, the tribal hostess. Uh, I am your movement motivator and your passion instigator, Paulette Ristini, for those of you just <laughs> joining us for the first time. <laughs> and I'm so excited to bring today Luz Gonzalez with us from Mexico, Mexico today. Yes. Yeah. And Luz, I'm so glad. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to connect with, with your incredible audience. And congratulations on 100 episodes, three years. That's like, that shows commitment and consistency. And that's just really something to be celebrated. Congratulations. Thank you. thank you for that very much. I appreciate that. I love it. I really love it. I love the opportunity to meet all of you amazing people. I love the opportunity to introduce you to other people. Um, nothing brings me more joy than just seeing people get inspired and share the love, mm -hmm. you know, share the, the business ideas, the art inspirations, the whatever it is that moves you and grooves you and, and whatever you can do to help someone else too, inspire someone else to live a fuller, bigger life. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's what I'm all about. So movement, motivation, momentum, magic, everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, so, okay. So we were, we were just chatting a little bit before we started the recording. So yeah. Luz is kind of from Austin. <laughs> I'm yeah. So I'm from all over. So <laughs> for people, yeah. People ask me where, where are you from or where do you live? I'm just like, Oh God. That's a difficult question, but it, which I think is exciting. So a lot of people here, maybe you've ever wondered how you could live wherever you want or be location independent, which is exactly the life that we live. So I was, maybe you also consider yourself sort of like a gypsy of the world, a citizen of the world, which I have always. Uh, and now we're just really living that out. So I was born in Mexico. Um, then when I was nine, moved over to the United States, grew up in South Bay. Uh, of California, so like, you know, south of San Francisco, and then spent some time in Berkeley, and then uh, had this intuition to move to Austin, Texas, because uh, I was gonna go get married there, um, and uh, moved to Texas just on like, made a decision overnight, very connected wow. to, to, you know, to my intuition. It's, uh, I think it's, we're very connected, and that now we are living, now, now, now there's, we, um, now we are living here in Mexico. We've been in Mexico for almost three months uh, and we plan on being here through the end of the year. But really we, we were planning on going to Bali and spending some time there. We're only not in Bali because it's too humid uh, for, for my guy, uh, but we'll, we'll go when it's like less humid. Season. Right. <laughs> so, and, and the beauty in all of that is that you can work wherever you are. Correct. Correct. 
which yeah. is what we love. <laughs> yeah. So I've been location independent and I know I've been a digital no I mean, I've been location independent since 2016. Um, whenever I became a, an entrepreneur, I was location independent. And this, that, that's why I do the work that I do, right? So I work to, to have people really thrive online because taking my business online allowed me an incredible lifestyle. So I think it would be helpful for people to also know that I, I wasn't always doing this. Um, I used to be an attorney. I used to be an international criminal law attorney uh, with a focus on international, uh, international human rights law. And uh, I did that. You know, I worked for some really big organizations. So for how long? I mean, not very long. So uh, I, I did law school. The first year of law school, you know, I went to Berkeley Law and the first year was terrible. Oh, I, I was, I can't remember. So, you know, hopefully a lesson that you guys take away from this is like, listen to yourself. No one can tell you, no one can tell you what your path is. And you really, really have to get very good at listening to, to the answers that come from within. Yes. And when the answer is no, it'll come up again and again and again, and you will feel it. And it's just going to be just this internal friction. And so that first year of law school, I, I'm a, um, maybe there's some like, it sounds like, you know, we have some like healers coming on here. So uh, there's the, the five elements, right? So I think I fall very neatly both in, you know, the fire element and then the metal. And so the metal element, um, I'm, and these are like, you know, some ways that you can describe it. I'm the worst person, you know, deciding what <laughs> Uh, maybe wanted to jump in, but the metal, uh, I, I think from that, that perspective, the, the good things that it brings is that when I set my mind on doing something, it's just like it gets done, right? But I can also be a little bit inflexible. And so my goal, since I was a little girl, was to be a lawyer, just like my, my mentors and the people that I looked up to. And then I got to law school and I went to law school with, with an eye towards international law because I wanted to make the world a better place, which so many people here you're probably doing what you're doing because of impact because you want to help people. Right. And the thing is you have to help people in a way that allows you to live a life you love. You can't live, you can't just dedicate your life to helping people in a way that like sacrifices you, which was right. happening. Right. So I was in law school. The first year was terrible. It was, it was just, it was so hard. I am a very upbeat, very happy. One of like, one of my exes told me like, you are too positive. I was like, what? <laughs> you know what? I've been told that before too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What? That, that, that can't be a bad thing. Um, and so it was like the first year of law school was so bad that I, for the first time in my life, felt like I had you know, depression or it just, I didn't feel like myself. And so then I changed some things. And then, you know, the, the second year of law school, I had uh, I, I don't know if just like high school or not high school, law school made it worse, but um, I had been going to doctors, you know, and so my, my healing journey and my entrepreneurial journey are very much connected. And so I had been feeling these symptoms and I think being in law school with that level of stress and I was working on a really high profile case where we couldn't talk about the, the things that were happening in the case because it was confidential. And so one day I was studying at the 24 hour Starbucks in San Francisco because that's where I lived, you know, I, I, I was, you know, just like a workhorse, just like a work machine. And uh, I was at the, you know, it's at the Starbucks working, studying, and then the symptoms from, um, from whatever I, you know, had started coming up. And I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's time to go. 
And then I got in the car and it just, it felt worse than it ever had felt before. And, uh, you know, I got, you know, I parked and I walked it out and like, it just, it it wasn't going away. So got on the, there's a bridge between San Francisco and Berkeley. So I had to like cross the bridge and I was thinking, okay, I just have to get across the bridge. I just have to get across the bridge. So I'm on the, the, you know, I'm in the car on the bridge. There's nowhere to pull over. And then my entire left arm goes numb. And then my left leg goes numb. And I was just like, oh my God, like I am going to die. Like I am, I am going to have like a stroke or something and this is it. And so I just thought, and I called my best friend. I said, stay with me on the phone. This is what's happening. If there's an accident, I need you to, to be able to be here to, to say, you know, what happened or to like, you know, just stay with me. I was able to pull off. There's a, there's a little Island in between uh, Berkeley and San Francisco. So I, you know, stopped there. And uh, I called my friends and I said, I can't drive. Can you guys pick me up and take me to, to the hospital? So they took me to the ER. They couldn't figure out what, was, what had happened. You know, I'd been going to doctors for forever. And so at that point, I said, there were two things. Like one, I have to be my own advocate in life for whatever it is, including my health. I can't just like give my power away. Right. Uh, and the other piece was, am I really, really going to sacrifice myself? Am I really going to work so hard that I'm like killing myself quite almost, almost literally, or am I open to the possibility that I can build a life of impact where I absolutely change, you know, lives, not just thousands, not just tens of thousands, but millions to billions. But can I be open to the possibility that I can be happy and thriving and, you know, financially free and that I can have all of these things. And it doesn't have to be so much of a struggle. So that was the first time that I said, something has to change. And that, you know, that moment really led me to the work that I'm doing now, which was, you know, I I finished law school. And so it just, I I took the bar. So I want to- You did, you you completed it. Wow, after all. Yeah, so I, I, no, but so the lesson here, and hopefully this is helpful for some of you listeners is, you know, I took the bar, California bar is like three days. Oh my God, I was so stressed out. I remember the first day, like, felt like I was just going to faint. It was, there was just so much anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And um, I finished the test. And then I remember, um, I just, I remember the day that I got the results back. I was working at the ACLU, working on some, like, again, like, you know, like when you think about impact in the legal world, the ACLU is pretty up there in terms of, the, the number of people and the impact that these cases can have. And so I got my results and I did not pass. And as you can see, I'm smiling. <laughs> like that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So yeah, I think you needed like a 14, 1400 or something like that to pass. And I got like a 1391. So I was off yeah. by just like almost no points, but that was my ticket to freedom. Because I don't know for you, Paula, and I don't know for our listeners here, how many times we do things because people tell us to do them versus, again, going back to listening to that inner voice. And so I had been listening to what everybody said, you know, and why did I want to become a lawyer? Because I had learned from traditional, you know, society that traditional success looked like being a lawyer, a doctor, you know, some sort of engineer. Uh, and for the first time in my life, I allowed myself to see what success could look like outside of what, you know, society tells you, 
uh, that success is supposed to be. So I looked at all the people in my life who loved me very much. And I said, thank you for loving me, but I got it now. Like I am no longer asking you how I'm supposed to run my life. Yes. I'm in the driver's seat of my own car for my life going forward, which is so funny because we, we so often without even realizing it, we give away our power. Oh, oh give, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I see that with my clients all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, it's that same story that over giving that yeah. you know, the maternal instinct or the yeah. into what it should be. And, and, and even having those childhood stories and childhood dreams that they yeah. can change. Mm-hmm. Yes. They can totally change. They do not yes. have to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're good and that yes. you didn't die. Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that was really scary, but it was an eye opener for you and it was a, a lesson and whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, okay, so yeah. how did you become this business strategist and this uh-huh. coach and this social media queen that you are? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it, it, it is part of that, um, that path, right? So I, I say that, and I, and I heard this from somebody, and uh, this is my, my own perspective about business. Business is one of those spiritual things that you could do because, you know, there's, there's one, you can go out there and meditate. That's really easy. But if you're running a business, you are faced with all your stuff. If you're in a relationship, you're faced with all your stuff. And it's like the accelerated route of spiritual development. Mm. So I, you know, back to that, like the, whatever was happening with me, terms of my health, I uh, signed up for running a marathon, um, which was unimaginable to me because I just, I, I didn't think I would make it. I didn't think I, I could physically withstand running a marathon. Ah. And so I um, signed up, you know, like do the thing that scares you. So it's like, okay, how, what can I do to become the person that can do this? And so I- Wait, I love those questions. So those were just great questions. Yeah. So did you hear that people? What can I do to be this person? Yes. Yes. That I want to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can I, how can I grow? How can I intentionally put myself in places of discomfort so I can become the person that I say that I want to be. Right. And so when you, your brain is a great computer and your brain is great at figuring out answers to the questions that you give it. So we need to so often give our brain better questions to answer because so often I know I do this like we give it really bad questions and we get very bad answers so you could you know you could be asking like how am I um you know how can I make ten thousand dollars this year how can I make like you know fifty thousand dollars this year you could equally ask like how can I make a million dollars this year Mm -hmm. and your brain will look for answers for any of the questions that you ask it um and so you know, it's really, it is really important what, you know, the questions that you ask. So I, words, you know, words, 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 and intentionality, right. And like knowing, you know, without a vision of people perish and so having a vision of where it is that you're trying to go, listening to yourself, not just like what people tell you. So, um, back to the, to the, the, um, the marathon. So the marathon, I, I was really, really struggling. Like I was doing the trial races or just like the, the practice races. And I, I was just feeling terrible. 
And so I had this conversation with a coach and he said, you know, uh, I, I really invite you to surrender this to something bigger. And my friend had mentioned this render experiment. And I bring this up because you said, how did you get here? And so um, once that like word surrender came up, I, I, I th there was the first time in my life where I said, my God, I don't have to do this by myself. Like I can surrender mm. this onto something bigger than myself. I can have help. I can, it doesn't have to me be me just like holding on so tightly um, to this thing, whether it be my health, whether it be my business, et cetera. And so I read this book called The Surrender Experiment, um, which completely changed my life and uh, the trajectory of how I do my life. And so ever since reading that book, I was a lot more open to, I, I've learned to, to believe now that we are in, in constant communication with, you know, with the universe. Mm -hmm. And you just have to, you know, you have to be listening and you have to, right. be, have to be present. And so I, after that, you know, I just, I was more in communication with myself and, mm -hmm. you know, like science. And so I had gone from being a lawyer to then working in Silicon Valley. And when I understood the power of, of bringing technology together with impact, because you have to remember, my, my thing has always been social impact at an international level. And so I thought, I knew there was this moment I went to an, an event and I understood that technology coming together, social impact was something that was really, really powerful. And that would allow anyone who want to you know, have their life be a life of service and of impact, um, that would allow you the fastest route to that sort of impact. And so mm -hmm. I worked in Silicon Valley for a couple of years. And in Silicon Valley, I, I, I learned so many things, right? I learned about the creation of technology you know, products, of uh, you know, our, our, the startup that I worked on went from, I don't know, we had like, I was employee number seven or something. And we went from serving a few, I guess, like thousand kids to like over a million kids by the time that I left. And like, just the company grew immensely. Wow. And because I was, you know, there when it started, I learned so many business lessons. And, mm -hmm, and I was part, I was the person, I was in charge of, uh, of the branding and the marketing and the, the presence, the online presence of our own startup. And I, and I understood how important that was. And you know, now being where I am, I just, I look back and I was like, I've been doing this online presence thing my whole life. Yeah, sure. I was in law school. And while I like really dislike law school, I was running an organization, leading events for the 11,000 plus, you know, UC Berkeley graduate students. Wow. And great. To do that, mm -hmm, I needed to have really great emails, really great branding, really great messaging, really great social media presence. And so you know, Steve Jobs said, maybe it won't make sense, but when you look backwards, the, the dots will line up. And so I had really been doing this my whole life. I worked in, you know, with small businesses. And so at some point back to that friction, there was like friction again, I wasn't listening and I was trying to force it to go this one specific way. And then I remembered, I was like, Oh, what if I stop fighting? What if, surrender. <laughs> what if I surrender? What if I stop fighting and trying to do this all by myself? And that's what sent me to Austin, Texas, uh, because it just like, it was so hard in California. And I said, what if, you know, like people have had told me, and that's the thing, sometimes we ignore very wise things that we hear from people. So say my, my last boss, he had said, why don't you do kind of like coaching something like Tony Robbins? You'd be really good at that. And I was like, no, 
no, no, absolutely not. Like, I am not going to do that. And then all of those things came up and I was like, why am I fighting so hard? Because you went in and studied with Tony too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so did I. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And so when I, when I went to my first Tony event, that was really when I realized I was like, this is incredible impact. Like more than giving somebody just an app to work with, by teaching them the skills to be in charge of their lives, mm. you change their lives, yeah. which is what I believe business is. And so then, you know, fast forward now years, um, I, I, I said, so this like startup thing isn't working in Silicon Valley. Let me try this thing that my gut is telling me, right? Like I, and I had been having this feeling like, what's the city? Where am I going? And I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then somebody told me, they, they were like, if you go to Austin, Texas, I bet you're going to get married like this. Um, and so, you know, I was like, all right, Texas, here we go. And I studied Austin, Texas. And I was like, I think this is like a city that was made for me. And so I, I moved there and, and it just like this ease. Yeah. Right. And like, by this point I was really focused on, on this work. And I, given all of my experiences, including my dad being a, you know, a business owner and working in Silicon Valley and seeing, you know, in the, in Silicon Valley, you had like the haves, the people that are using technology mm -hmm. powerfully. And then there were people like my dad who had no technology in it. So I, I, I saw this dichotomy of the people that had and the people that didn't have. And, mm. and I just, I have believed and I am committed to like, I am on, I, I am here to, to stand up for and to, to empower and to train and to provide tools and resources for small businesses nice. because it is small businesses that run this world and that make it a world, you know, make the world a better place. And going back to my, my origin of impact, like what is more impactful than giving somebody else the tools to, to create freedom within their lives and have so much abundance in their lives through their business that then they are able to take those assets and make the world a better place. Because in one scenario, I'm just, you know, earning as much money as I can and, you know, creating abundance in my own life. And then I'm using that abundance to, you know, create schools and orphanages and like, you know, that sort of thing. But then what if you make it exponential? What if it's not just you that it's creating an abundant life for yourself, but you teach other people to create abundance in their lives and to use their businesses as some of the vehicles most powerful vehicles on this planet for change and for impact and so at that point i was like that's it like that's what i'm here for there there are millions to billions of small business owners on this planet and so many of them just like my dad when it comes to understanding one just like the core fundamentals of how do you build a business not hobby um that we just we speak to entrepreneurs every day where they're starting, we have seven steps for mm -hmm. our system that like we guide people through. They're starting at step four and they're wondering why it's not working. It's because they, they missed step one, two, and three, mm -hmm. right? And so that's one big thing that we do. And then for the people that just suppose that they do have the right fundamentals, they get stuck at the technology piece. And so this brings me oh, back to, yeah. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it takes me back to experiences with my dad and it takes me back to my experiences in Silicon Valley, where it's just like, how can I be the reason that anybody who wants to be online, who wants to be thriving online, will have the ability to do so. 
And so our goal now is in the next five years by 2025 to empower at least 10,000 entrepreneurs to reach their first six figures and beyond by empowering them to really thrive online. So oh, I love that. What a beautiful goal. That's so mm -hmm. great. I, yeah. I love um, going back to what you said before, though, um, empowering yourself to claim your own abundance. Mm -hmm. So then you can Correct. help others claim theirs. Yes. And, yes. And people are afraid of that step. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to say, hey, I want to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say women, mm -hmm. predominantly women. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's who I work with. And when did that, when did that, like, when was that a thing that you can't, like, I can only be a good person if I'm broke, right? I come from the, I, I was taught you know, like I initially, I thought I was going to be the executive director for a nonprofit. And I worked with so many nonprofit executive directors that were broke. And I just thought, I, I am not signing up for that life. I, I refuse. I refuse to believe that me doing well means somebody else isn't doing well. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Where, where does this come from? And it's absolutely a myth that must be abolished because Absolutely. you doing well, me doing well means we, you know, money is an amplifier. It's like, you know, it, it's a, a magnifying glass. Yeah. And so if you are a good hearted woman, if you're a good hearted person, what's going to happen most likely if you have more money, you're not all of a sudden going to turn into some sort of jerk. You're like, <laughs> Oh, I hate people. Right? No, you're probably going to find that money to do really incredible things on this planet. Yes. I know that, that was immediately the first thing that I did when money started coming in is like, I have a little girl that I sponsor in Sierra Leone. Like these are the things that entrepreneurs that are big hearted and impact focused do. And so can we please let go of that? Can we let go of the, I must suffer, you know, and I must like, I'm going to own the stake of poverty. Because if, you know, if there are other people who are suffering with like, or, you know, struggling with money, then I must also struggle with money. No. How about you allow yourself to, to understand or even invite in the possibility that you could love your life and you can be so over abundant, you know, in, in your finances mm -hmm. and you are a good person and then you can use that money, which is a medium of impact to then go out and make the world a better place. Right, right. Well, you know, and there's those, all those old stories of being, about being the starving artist or you want right. to be a musician, you're never going to make a living. You want to yeah. be an artist, you're never going to make a living. Who yeah. says? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that is not true. If you look in history, I mean, there's some yeah. definitely that it is true for, but then there's yeah. it's not. Yeah. You know, so it's your choice, but, mm -hmm. you know, banishing those old stories. Yeah. Rewriting your story, rewriting yeah. everybody's story. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And rewriting that fucking money story. You yeah. Know? It's just yeah. so ridiculous. And, and I see so many women who, oh, I don't want to charge for, you know, mm. finance classes. It's like, uh, mm. no, you need to charge for, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm teaching you how to be a teacher and you yeah. need to charge for what you're worth. Absolutely. You invest in yourself. You've invested in yourself for years. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, sure, there are opportunities for scholarships. Scholarships. Mm-hmm. You know, at work study. Yeah. Trade. I love trade. I freaking love trade. I wish we just could have trade. But, yeah. 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 Um, and, and it's so sad to see people go, oh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't charge more than that, you know, or. And, and for that, you know, I, I really want those, you know, if, if you find yourself there, I really want you to think of something that you really value mm-hmm. and you had to, it wasn't cheap and you had to work to be able to pay for that thing. How, how much do you value that thing? And then I want you to think about another thing that just like came into your life for free and you didn't have to work for it and how much you value that thing. So, so often when we have to pay mm-hmm. you know, even a hefty, especially a hefty amount, yeah. that's what happens. You pay attention. Yeah. You show up for your commitments because money is a form of showing where your commitments are. And if you're actually committed to the results that you say you're after, yeah. you will put your money there. And by putting a big chunk of money there, you're going to be a lot more present. You're going to show up. You're going to work harder. You're going to do more of it. And so by not charging, you actually take away the excitement from your customers, from your clients to be able to give themselves that gift of their commitment mm-hmm. and then to also get the results that they're after. Because if we sell our products, our services cheaper than they should be sold for, that means your clients, your customers are going to get res- less results. They're going to show up less. They're going to be less accountable. They're going to be less excited. And so actually it's this weird sort of like mental judo where by charging and we specifically focus on high tier prices, right? So by yeah. charging those high tier prices, you actually invite people to get more of the results that they're after, to be more excited about what they just did, to be it's more committing. committed. It's making that commitment, commitment to yourself to better yourself. Correct. I mean, how many, how many of you out there in, in heart and hustle land have, you know, signed up for a free course and never shown up Yes, exactly. or never finished. Correct. I mean, oh my God, I I've taken some classes that I've never finished before yeah. and it's true. And the more you yeah. invest in yourself mm-hmm. monetarily and otherwise, yeah. the more you're willing to put yourself into that place of growth and expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the higher you charge, the more that you give the gift to your clients to actually show up for themselves. And I also think that when you have a higher priced item, that person who is going to sign up for it has to go through a process yeah. of, is this the right Am I committing? Thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this the thing for me or is this just a whim? Yeah. Because yes. if it's a whim, I'm not going to do it. Yes. If it's the right thing for me, I am full on. Yes. And do you want to work with dabblers or do you want to work with people who are committed? Because if you want to work with, mm-hmm. it's a big circle, right? It's, it, it, it is. It's honoring the teacher, the mentor, the coach and honoring the student, the client. Yeah. And so it's full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean go out there. Like we're not saying go out there and charge like a lot of money and provide, you know, low quality service right. or you know, provide something that's not amazing. You should be incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should be leading with from like value, trust, and relationship. Um, and you should charge at the level, you know, so we, in, in the work that we do, we talk about, do you want to be a Walmart purse or do you want to be a Gucci level? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Which one do you want to be respected as and, and seen as? Because there's a lot of Walmart purses when you look at business owners. And, and, and it's oh. not that they're actually- Why is that so funny? Quality, <laughs> it's they bring themselves down to that level. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I know that was just, that was just <laughs> left field there. <laughs> that was awesome. Such a great analogy. So good. Oh my God. Um, and so I hope you people out there are, are hearing this mm -hmm. and being able to put value on the work that you are doing mm -hmm. or that you want to do and the mm -hmm. visions that you have of yourself so that you can rise up, mm -hmm. right? Show up, stand up. And that's, that's the thing I've been saying lately, especially through this pandemic. Yeah. Because there have been so many online free things and possibilities yeah. and everything. It's like, you got to show up. Yeah. Right? participate mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean take a course and sit in the back corner and not say a word yeah it means you've got to participate this is your life yes amen this is yeah. your life this is not a rehearsal this is it this right is here it. right now yeah and i love that and it's like come on you got to shine your light mm -hmm. you know you are important and i'm saying i say this all the time i say this in my dance classes I say this with my teachers, it's like there's a circle and everybody in that circle is part of that tribe. And everybody mm -hmm. in that circle has a gift. Yes, yes. And everyone is important, mm -hmm. you know? So to think that you're not important or you don't have something to offer, and I don't care if it's making dinner for me or becoming president, you know? It doesn't matter if it's what fulfills your heart. Yeah. You know, it's where you step into your creative zone of genius and you step into your yeah. purpose and your power, right? Mm -hmm. Your truth. Yeah. yeah. So good. Okay. So, oh, that was so good. <laughs> You're so good. You just like, go girl, go. <laughs> um, so, okay. Lose the woman. Ah, uh-huh. So what do you do to feed yourself? What do you do for your self-care? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's actually been really interesting um, now that, so remember back, like I was moving to Texas to get married. Uh, I, I met someone not in Texas, but we're living together now. And like, we just had a conversation. We're like looking at like house hunting and uh, talking about babies and all that stuff. And so I had, you know, the, it, it was my last serious relationship was over six years ago. So when, when I'm, committed to something I, you know, I, I, I didn't want to dabble, right? I'm not a dabbler in, in anything I do. I'm not a dabbler. And so I, was, <laughs> yeah, I never would have guessed that about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't interested in dating. I was interested in finding my life partner. That's what, that, that's what I was doing. And so for six years, you know, like I dated, but I, I didn't, I didn't call anyone my boyfriend mm -hmm. until my, my current partner, Matt and more than my boyfriend, right? Like we're getting married. Um, and so it's been interesting because for six years, it was six years when I, so I started those six years ago, part of the, part of the reason it's six years ago is I signed up for a program, right? I signed up for a coaching program, more money than I had ever imagined in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it was to, to uh, find your soulmate. And it was, I remember being at the, the weekend, you know, the training weekend and like then hearing how much it was like $15,000 or something. I had never even thought about paying 
for something like that much for something. But it was really interesting because for the first, you know, so many months, in case anybody here does the program, uh, we couldn't date. And so what was interesting was that was the first time in my life that I hadn't been in a relationship. I had gone from, I was a serial monogamist. I had gone from serious relationship to serious relationship to serious relationship to serious relationship. I had never been single. And so for a certain amount of months, it was, I got, I had never, I had never asked myself who I was or what I wanted wow. or, you know, oh. how to be by myself. Yeah. And so then I also did my Tony Robbins event around then. And like, again, I was like, oh my God, like, okay, so this is what society tells me to do, but who am I? What do I want? And so for about six years, I got to, to really stand in that and to be in that and to just like figure out how do I do self-care? I, I, I swear to God, when I first did that program, I did not know what self-care was. I did not like, I just knew how to work. And maybe there's somebody out here who not saying, yeah, like I, I felt like I was, and I really did feel this, like. I felt like I was worthless if I wasn't producing. Like I wasn't worthy of love. I wasn't worthy of good things. If I wasn't just like achieving and getting gold medals and like being the best at everything that I did. And so for the first time in my life, I, I was open to the idea that I could, that I was worthy just for existing, right? And everybody here, you're, you're worthy just for existing. So fast forward six years. Now I am living for the first time with, with my partner and all of a sudden there's these questions of like oh my god like how do i do this and how do i make sure that i don't lose myself and like i've been working on like growing myself and taking care and so uh and then growing this business right so so you have and i'm sure that a lot of the people listening here when you have a partner you have spouse you have your business you have like there's so many things on our plate yeah. and we have to remember that we always have to come first right we that, you know, it's like, you've probably heard that the, you know, when you're on an airplane, if the airplane were to have some sort of issue, you don't put the air mask, right. oxygen mask on your kid first or your husband, you got to put it on you because otherwise everything we can cuss in this one, you cuss, right? Everything goes to shit. Yeah. Um, and that has, <laughs> that has happened enough times in my life that I've learned the lesson. And so now I am very intentional with my self-care, right? Whether, you know, I, when it comes to business, but the business is boundaries. The business has boundaries. I am building a business. We are building a business that, that gives, you know, to our clients and also allows us to build the life that we want to live. I am not building a business to build a golden cage not interested in that. So the business hey, that was beautiful. That was a great line. I'm not building a business to build a golden cage. No. Oh my God. Did you hear that people? No. <laughs> yeah. Because then the, what's the point? Okay. So you're working so hard. You're never seeing mm -hmm. your people. Your health is crap, right? Like you, like all of the things that are really important because you like, cause you're building, like, what, what was the point of building the business in the first place then? Right. So it can't just be about giving, 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 because then you will deplete yourself. And again, I know how that goes. And so the business gets boundaried. Then within, you know, our relationship, it's we, what you'll see all over the apartments, we have like our, our values, right? Like our, we have our values for our company, just like we have our values for our relationship. Um, and then there's, there's just like, 
the self-care things that I do on the daily that are, are sacred. Like Matt knows about them. My family knows okay, about like them. Garden. Clients know about them. So it's the, um, I go to sleep early because I need sleep. So I have, you know, my Alexa tells me when, you know, like it starts playing relaxing music and I know it's time to be in bed. And I give myself <laughs> enough awesome. time yeah, to like, you know, relax and to want to go to sleep. So it's like, it, it is these little things like discipline is self-love. So mm -hmm. going to sleep on time, waking up on time, making sure that I work out every single day, making sure that I'm, and you know, these things sound like small things, but honestly, when you're work, when you're going you're a thousand miles an hour, these small things are big things. Like Those are, they're not small things. They're not, but like some people think that they're small. Like if you're eating fast food all the time, oh. that is not a small thing. Yeah. That is a big thing. And you are, you are creating such inflammation and like things this, this ease within your body. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that. If you're an entrepreneur, you can't, you just, you literally don't have the extra, you just don't have, you have to be on top of your every second if you want to be excellent, right? Which I think you guys do. So like, it does mean you're, you're going to sleep time. What means it's important. Like your waking up routine. It's important. Your morning routine, working out every day, hydrating, eating healthy food that nourishes you from the inside out, having, you know, like saying work is over at this specific time, making sure that you know what your values are and making sure that you put time in your calendar for those things that you yes. value. So Matt and I, we have every single day, we have us time, right? Like us comes before the business. You know, I come before anything else. And then my relationship with Matt is next, right? Cause he is my life partner Beautiful. and he is the most important person. He's going to be more important than my kids because he is my person. I chose him. He's choosing me. Um, and I, you know, this is why it took six years to, to, to say yes to <laughs> the right partner. Cause yeah. I knew that they were going to be the most important person. And so then, you know, there's like family and then there's business. And so it's very but, clear but, to us. But those six years, made you who you are and that's what yeah. he fell in love with absolutely right yeah. i mean so yeah. you know it's not like you were making yourself to be waiting for him you were no you were making yourself to be waiting for you oh yeah absolutely yeah and, and you know, then I just, he was yeah and i just got you know a tattoo what was it i mean less than a week ago oh ah! um, uh, let's see doo, doo, doo. oh i can't hardly see it what does it say it says magnate and so it's magnet? A magnate. So like okay. a, like a, you know, business magnate. Okay. Uh -huh. And so part of the reason I got this tattoo is I know my life is changing, right? I am going to be, I'm going to be married. I'm going to be a mom and you know, all of these things, but I, I have to remember it. So this reminds me who I committed to be, who I promised myself that I was going to be because I, I want this reminder now that things are ch changing so quickly to remind me of like, you didn't sign up, you know, and we all have our own thing, but I didn't sign up to be a house mom, like a housewife. I am not interested in just like, you know, just staying home and like doing that. Like I, I am here to build a business that changes the lives of hundreds of millions of people on this planet. And so just in case anything would happen, you know, when I'm a mom, as a wife, like, this is who I committed to myself that I want it to be. And so then I have a little heart and then I have another one here in my ankle. These are just reminders of 
who I've committed myself to be. And so that, you know, that helps me. And uh, it's, it's, I think at this point, you know, I went from being the girl that didn't understand self-love, self-care yeah. to now being a, like a woman who just like, I live by the, by the boundaries of self-love and self-care. Yeah. And that's so beautiful and so important. And, and I hope you guys out there are hearing that because I mean, it's something I preach all the time, of course. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's right here in my new book. Oh my God. So exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. My, my, my fourth book. Wow. Yeah, it came out this year during COVID, which was actually quite appropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, to live in your creative abundance, hmm. to do the work that we're here to do, mm -hmm. to be of service mm -hmm. and give back and make the world a better place. Yeah. How ultimately fulfilling is that? Oh, oh it's the best. It's creating I mean, the life that we want to live. It's with our freedom, our own values, yeah. our own vision of freedom, Correct. how we want to be in the world. Yeah. How we want to show up and participate. <laughs> huh? And right? we, get to, we get to create that. Like we get to take our power back and know that we are in charge of our results, right? Like if, if you don't like something, it's not as easy as it sounds, but you're not a tree. Move right change <laughs> tree yeah. yeah yeah and so right. i think i love so that often people think that like we we don't have power right like we give our power away to the boss to the system to society to people's you know opinions of it like we just give 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 our power away to where we think we are just like at the mercy of life none of you are at the mercy of life I am not saying that some of you aren't, aren't like some of you are going through really, really, really hard things. And let's just see things at face value. That does not mean your power was taken away. Right. You are a powerful, all powerful being that gets to decide what your next hour, what your next day, what your next year looks like. That's in your hands. Like I would not be here had I given my power away, right? Like mm -hmm. I was born in Mexico, grew up in a ghetto, like, where I was supposed to be was working, I don't know, like minimum wage, still flipping burgers in some sort of like, like McDonald's. That's where I was supposed to be based on all the statistics. I didn't even speak English when I came to the United States, right? Graduated early speaking five languages. Like, Whew. that's why like, I just, I believe in this so strongly. Like I am, I, I am, I created myself. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't given a silver spoon, like none of it. I said, then this is why this, this, you know, this tattoo is so powerful. Cause like this is a reminder of like, I'm not waiting for things to mm -hmm. just like happen. I create, I, I, I am in, I am the master of this ship that's called my life. I will not and have not, will not give my power away. Yeah. I am in charge. And <laughs> if some part of my life isn't working, guess whose responsibility is it is mine and I can do so lovingly and I can do so with grace and forgiveness and compassion for myself and other people in my life and understanding at the end of the day this is my life right again this is not the rehearsal this is it yeah and that's a that's a beautiful place to end
This, <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's almost like a game show. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was beautiful, Luz. Oh, yes. And so powerful and so true. And it's great to, um, you know, I've heard little bits of your journey. I want to hear more. <laughs> we got to go. So, um, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're all on very similar paths and, mm -hmm. and such unique paths at the same time. Yeah. We're being multi-passionate and multifaceted and with so many possibilities and so many mm -hmm. opportunities open mm -hmm. to us, to you, to everyone out there to choose. Yeah. To choose. Choose. Yeah. You have the power. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. And of course I will put all her links and I think you even, you have some, a free course on your, your website yeah. and you're, you've got lots of great offerings for people, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs who are growing into social media and strategies for business and, um, sending you best wishes from Mexico and moving uh, to Austin and maybe I'll come see you in Austin. <laughs> please do. Please do. I love and, Austin. It's so great. And all the listeners here, make sure that you tell all of your friends to subscribe to Paulette's, you know, podcast and all her work that she does an incredible oh. human being. You guys are lucky to have her. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate that a lot. All right, you guys out in heart and hustle land. Um, thanks to Luz Gonzalez for being here. Thanks to you for being here. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Let Luz know if you have questions for her. Um, thank you for showing up and participating and for supporting me in this journey of heart and hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And until we meet again, many blessings, stay healthy and safe, and mwah, see you all next time. Bye.